My name is Matt Brown. When I got you, you were saying she had a nice ass. I was trying to say something positive because she's your friend. What? And let's start the show. Not for nothing. How the fuck do I compete with that? She's over here jiggling her yammies like it's a job, and I got no chin and a half-assed personality that's got to think like Socrates just to come up with analogies. What's up, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. And we have a show talking all things trending in the world of Twitter. It's another edition of the Tweet Cap, one of our favorite shows to do on the Productive Conversations podcast. Before we talk about the biggest stories going on around the internet, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProductiveConversations Pod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So switching it up, been very sports heavy lately, and now we are going to talk a lot of other things besides sports. Now this episode definitely has some sports topics, but we're going all in talking about the biggest stories in the world of Twitter from this day and this past weekend. So there's a lot to get into. As we mentioned on the sports side, we're going to talk about John Morant and the whole saga he is dealing with right now. We'll get into the entire Derek Carr going to the Saints and not the Jets fiasco. And that leads to the Jets doing everything they can to make sure that Aaron Rodgers is the new quarterback of their team. Even if that is just hopes and dreams, we're going to see if the Jets will do everything they can to make sure Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. That is discussed. I know you need to hear our opinion on Selena versus Haley, so we'll get into that. Walgreens and their political things that they're dealing with. A little wrestling for you. You know when Ryan Page is on, we got to talk about wrestling. And we just witnessed during a huge live event in AEW, we just saw a major star throw tequila on a kid. So that has to be discussed. Talking about Freddie Prinze on Scooby-Doo, a childhood favorite movie. Jake Gyllenhaal in the UFC. Chris Rock finally making his thoughts and opinions on the whole Will Smith slap heard around the world. He now gives his takes and finally branches out and tells the world what he thought about that fateful night and yeah so lots to do lots to get into on this tweet cap episode of the productive conversations podcast so with this ryan page is back and then we also brought in hayden nadler to talk all things non-sports with him we know how great of a sports mind he is so i just wanted to see what he thought of some other topics and of course he brought out his the dog and him for that so hayden ryan and myself talking the biggest stories in the world of twitter and the internet so let's get to it here's a new edition of the tweet cap episode of the productive conversation podcast so let's get to it ryan and hayden it's your guys turn once again let's talk about the biggest stories on the internet right here right now here we go this is a very productive conversation howdy folks spring is just around the corner 
with a lot of big things in the world of sports and entertainment. Oscars are coming. March Madness started baseball. Um, we're going to see people announce election bids soon. Uh, there's so much going on in the world. So this is a great time to bring to you a tweet cap. So, of course, we have our tweet cap expert, Ryan Page, with us. Good to see you again, Ryan. I nice think you've you, uh, did you get a new camera or something? Uh, no. no, I mean, uh, maybe. I honestly don't. I mean, I've had like three laptops. I don't remember what I recorded on last, to be honest with you. So this might be the first time I've used this one. But it's a nice big screen so I can have Twitter open and see you. That's kind of my my little my little hack of the day. I'm going to look at Twitter while I do a tweet cap. Novel, yes. I know. Novel, yes, I know. and it is working well. And then we have Hayden Nather joining us again. Hayden, good to see you once again. Good you really know how to... Uh, I really appreciate you you're being a chameleon here, being able to... I mean, we already we know your sports expertise. I know uh, I know a lot of different subjects. So, yeah. Yeah. So now want to uh, show your talents in the other subjects with uh, yeah. my oldest friend and frequent collaborator here, Ryan Page. So bring you guys together. We know how it works. The tweet cap. We talk about the biggest stories trending on Twitter, the biggest stories trending on the Internet. You know, let's see if uh, Ryan could get some Elon Musk apologists to uh, comment again or wherever. So Hopefully it's going to head. be a good time. <laughs> Hopefully my head is not quite as big this time. I'll be further away from the camera because I know a lot of people were very concerned about how big my head was. So we'll, we'll yes. fix it for you. Any way to get that engagement. But I think it'll work today for sure. So let us get into it. Let's talk about the big things trending on Twitter and the Internet right now. Where do I start? You know, one thing that has been debated here, right, guys? And it's been huge all over the place. And, of course, we have to get our comments from the Productive Conversations podcast team on this huge, huge brewing rivalry. And what rivalry am I talking about? Obviously, you have to discuss Haley Bieber versus Selena Gomez right oh now. God. Huge, huge. We have to put our two cents into it. And what am I talking about exactly? Right here from ET Online says and training. Selena Gomez gave her fans an update following the week surrounding the big drama between her and Haley Bieber. Just in case you guys knew or did not know that Selena Gomez used to date Justin Bieber. Now, mm-hmm. Haley Bieber is married to Justin Bieber. Huge. Yeah. Justin Bieber just announced canceling his tour. That could be a story in itself. But no, we have to talk about <laughs> the uh, the beef between them. And what exactly beef am I talking about? So, allegedly, okay, there was some shading going on. Justin Bieber seemingly shaded his ex, Selena Gomez, at his birthday party amid the drama with Haley Bieber. Uh, Yep, I'm reading that right now. (laughs) And fans got outraged and everything's going on. So basically what's been going on is just the... um, There's just been the beef between them, and I'm trying to get the full story. I was so, so incredibly impressed by it that I forgot the full... (laughs) context of it isn't kylie uh, jenner in on this too kylie jenner was in on it too they yeah. uh they supposedly like something with her eyebrows they made fun of her eyebrows yeah. and then also there was a recent clip that uh she that uh kylie jenner that 
Hayley Bieber did a gag sign at Taylor Swift, which to be honest with you, I think anyone would do a gag sign. She is so fucking annoying. Excuse my language. She's so <laughs> annoying, you, Taylor Swift. I, I cannot take her. And I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. I'm sick and tired of the holier than God. I'm this unbelievable person. I'm this and that by Selena Gomez. The, everyone thinks she's like holier than God. Yet she has done nothing to stop these uh, people from de- destroying Haley Bieber. I actually think she wants it. Like, I'm sorry. It's just, I'm here for kindness. Whatever. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're commenting on like every TikTok of her. You're like, Oh my God, this means so much to me that people support me and they they hate Haley Bieber. I'm like, you comment on every TikTok. Like, you, you're not above the drama. Like, cut the fucking shit. You, you're not. You, she never has been. She's the source of all the drama for that matter. Oh, she, I know about that. I, I'm just tired of her whole persona. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking this time, I'm thinking this time facade. was not a... It's a facade. I'm sure it and is, but I'm thinking this time was not her fault. There's a reason why her and Taylor Swift have had 55 guys because no because no one wants to goddamn tolerate them. I don't uh, for a couple of reasons the first is just utility uh, but Haley Bieber has no tangible skills that I can discern um, and whether I like Taylor Swift's music you could check out my review of Taylor Swift's new album to get a little bit more insight on that right here on Productive <laughs> Conversations podcast um, spoiler alert it's fine but it's nothing that special um, she has tangible skills. Selena Gomez does the singing thing. She's just in that um, all the murders in the building or every murder in the building. Yeah. I don't something to that effect. I don't have the exact title. I did watch it though. It was very good. Um, so she's in a very popular TV show now uh, with Steve Martin and Martin Short. And so there's tangible skills involved with uh, both of them. And I would argue that even Kylie Jenner has some tangible skills. I mean, at least she owns some businesses. I don't know what Haley Bieber does. And by the way, just to confirm, the the beef that started back in 2018, that quote unquote Selena had just that quote unquote Haley Bieber stole Justin. Haley Bieber stole Justin Bieber. I don't know what what was it, whatever. Haley stole Justin from Selena. I don't think that that's happened. what started. They I thought they brought yeah, up. I'm just reading we what Glamour told they, me. They they got married approximately three months after they split. And then she really? wrote about four about four different albums about Justin Bieber. Um Lose You to Love Me was one of them. She wrote Rare was another one. Um, she wrote all these different songs about heartbreak and yeah, he did too though, right? I mean, uh, that that was a pretty good song. Actually. Like, yeah, he did Love too. Yourself. That he was did about too, her, actually. Right? Love yeah. yourself, but like he it's a little bit different. Like, I don't necessarily um I don't know. It's it's very hard to really like embrace Selena Gomez because she's like very open about her mental health and whatever and all of this stuff. And like it, it's very good and like I, I applaud her for that. But at the same time, like, I don't really think people realize how tough it was on Justin Bieber because Justin Bieber was like, like, there was just a recently put up clip that like 40 year old women would be like grabbing him and like, oh, yeah. like I mean, people, they're both child stars, right? 
I mean, him, obviously one of the biggest child stars of all time uh, and her to uh, a similar extent was she was on TV at a very young age. Um, that can't be easy for either of them. My, my thing is genuinely where I come down on this and I don't actually care too much for the drama. I don't think it should be getting the attention it's getting. I don't understand how all of these other people have found their way into this, like <laughs> or Kylie Jenner. This feels very personal uh, between two people. Um, but at the end of the day, Haley Bieber, I believe, created the first video that people took umbrage with. I believe yes. it was her. Yes, that is, she was the one who started it. Correct. So she is married to Justin. Hence why we're calling her Haley Bieber, uh, not Haley Baldwin. That would, to me, indicate she she won. If, if this was some sort of competition between the two uh, over Justin's affections, I would assume marrying Justin Bieber would make you the winner. Um, so I just don't understand why they even engage in this. I get maybe in 2018 when this was like fresh. Okay. That makes sense. So, you know, there's, there's still some just hard feelings, commenting on TikTok, and you know, but it's just like, now it's 2023. And then a breakup that happened in 2018 is just been thrust back into the, like the conversation seemingly out of nowhere. And yeah, I don't Haley, understand why that happened. Haley like, Bieber also um, ignited the drama when she went to call her daddy with uh, Alexander Cooper. Right. Like this would be just why did the drama just come? I mean, other than my personal opinion, that that's kind of Haley Bieber's skill set. Right. That's what she can do. That's what what can Haley Bieber do? She can bring celebrity gossip and drama to, you know, the Internet. That's what her tangible skill is, I guess. So that's why she's doing it uh, or why she did it, I should say. Uh, but again, I don't understand how a breakup from 2018 between two very like, kids. I mean, they're both our age now. So we weren't that yeah, old right. 2018. Right. Uh, we were uh, I guess yeah, we were 20, really but still, ago. yeah, like <laughs> we we're 20 something like a breakup between two 20 somethings from five years ago is suddenly entertainment news in 2023. The there was a global pandemic in between <laughs> in between. And yet we're talking about Haley Bieber or yeah, Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber again. How like, did we run out of things to talk about in entertainment? But we kind of did. Yes. I'm on the entertainment tab just today and it's all K-pop. Every single one of these trending things is K-pop. Tyga. I'm like, what is going on? Dude, Wait, how about literally that? the biggest story? The one thing I also in entertainment. Like I didn't like about what um, Selena Gomez did. Like she, she said her only friend in the industry was Taylor Swift, and like she doesn't really realize that the woman there was a woman who gave her a kidney when she had lupus. Um, yeah, ran, I, Risa, I guess she might her, be thinking like, that he's Risa, he, yeah, right. She also, also Risa gave her gave her a kidney, and like you don't mention that the fact that that you know this woman gave you a kidney, like that was you know I guess. Was she did my friend list if you did? Well, I would agree, but she did, was she in the industry? Maybe that was like her thought. Was yeah, she was. Her, she was. What, she was one of her first friends in the industry. Friends, Francia Raza, hundred percent. She's. Oh, then there. yeah, that so, absolutely should be. That, and then she the goes. Taylor Swift, I agree with that. Entry. I'm like, you grew up with like, you grew up with Francia. Like, she gave you a kidney. Like, that's completely disrespectful for someone who did that for you. Like, she didn't have to do that. I'll she saved that. her life. I'll give you that. Yeah. Like, that's completely I'll give you disrespectful. That in my opinion like and and then she said something about uh, she posted about it on tiktok like good to know I, you know taylor swift's your only my only friends on the industry and like she's right she she has a point like you don't say that that's you know terrible well i agree no i didn't like i said i didn't realize that 
that person was in the industry to begin with because I didn't know that story. But yeah, no, you should probably mention the person who gave you a kidney. Uh, yes, as, and as also um, friends, I suppose. Yeah. Hey, can you just go a little closer and put your screen to back to horizontal so we can see your awesome face yeah. for our reels? All right, perfect. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, guys, this is a. Uh, clearly sparked some interest. I think we've learned a lot from this. At the end of the day, I hope there is peace found among all the parties so we can move on. Ryan, what's your first? My my, my thing about like these people is that they get so annoyed by like the online trolls. I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. Just don't pay attention. It's just people on a keyboard. Like Selena Gomez keeps bringing up her weight that it fluctuates because she's on medication for her lupus. I was like, you said it like 50 times. I never really cared to begin with. Like, your weight is whatever. I don't really care that much. Like, the fact that she constantly has to keep bringing it up, like, she's honestly bringing more attention to herself than it needs to be. In In my world of celebrity commenters, you know, it's just like people cope with all different ways. And again, I just hope um, sometimes you must find some peace. And, um, you know. I always got a love for a lot of love for Selena Gomez, but Ryan, what's your first story in this endeavor? Sure, sure. So uh, this one is uh, new today, going into the the news of the day. Uh, but Walgreens found itself trending on Twitter. Does anyone know why? Um, I don't really know. No. Selling, I but when I was so, at Walgreens, they locked all their products because they were stealing. People were stealing products. They had like a lock on every single product in the store. That's the first time I ever saw that. Really? I don't know if it's trending for that reason, but when I was at a recent Walgreens, I couldn't believe that every single product in the store was locked. Maybe because of theft. And I think there's a better system, you know, than that. Because like, what if you have to buy like 30 items? You have to go to the, each individual. Yeah, each one. Yeah. Can you uh, unlock? It, like it's you know i don't so know if not that's why about, not why depending on your your set of beliefs this could be better or worse than that uh but walgreens announced that they would not be um distributing any plan b pills in 20 states some of those states mm. it's not illegal and so the governor of california made an announcement that uh Again, I don't even know if this is legal, uh, but he did it. He made the announcement that uh, Walgreens uh, is no longer welcome in California and that they have to pack up and leave. Uh, again, I don't know if this is something he can even do, but uh, yeah, this was all this is all uh, just today. So within the last 10 hours, the story broke on CNN about the, the pills and then the governor of California responded. And of course, the internet- obvious, obvious, obviously they're a pro-life company. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely seems that way. Or at the bare minimum, they think that there's enough uh, pro-life folks who shop nationally at Walmart that it would make a difference if they did sell those products. But, uh, yep, the internet responded with... uh, with the kind of calm clarity they always respond with, um, where everybody picked the side, uh, either supporting the governor's decision to boycott uh, Walgreens or being against the governor's decision, saying that it's going to cost a lot of people jobs and he shouldn't do this, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's what I wanted to talk about is mm. how do you, your Walgreens just don't, don't get involved at all. Just sell what's legal in the state that you're in. And don't sell it if it's illegal in the state that you're in. I don't understand how you can possibly, as a national company, make such a silly mistake. Obviously, it's legal in California. And I mean, uh, several other states. I don't know which states, in fairness, I don't know all 20 of the states that they're going to get rid of these pills in. uh, But I don't even know if there's 20 states where it's illegal yet. So it just doesn't make sense that they would be 
pro, uh, proactively removing pills from the shelves that don't need to be removed because it's just a removing a product they can sell and b again it gives everyone including you know <laughs> the governor of a very large state california mm-hmm. is like the fourth biggest economy in the world uh <laughs> like by itself uh gives them a reason to kind of beat you up on social and i just don't see what the benefit is but uh matt what do you think well you know when if you if you need the abortion pill you're probably not in a uh good situation for yourself and i understand i mean i hope i'm not in that position and um I just think in general that that's just um, that's just a way to get your name in the news. I think I don't know if, again, if you're in that situation, do I go to Walgreens right away? My first thought, I know there, you know, or if you go to a state where it's more socially acceptable to do such a thing. Um, I think it's just a weird situation. Again, like Hayden said, they are the um, executives are clearly showing which side of this argument they're on. And yeah, you know, just go to another non-judgmental place if you need to use that type of medicine. Yeah. So that's kind of my thought is it has to be a personal decision because as a business decision, it doesn't make any sense. No one is like, oh, I wonder what Walgreens, like, I wonder if Walgreens sells those. Or like, if like no CVS, one, do I think like, right. yeah, if you're in this situation, where do I get? Yeah, does, it, does this Walgreens field? versus like Rite Aid become a political litmus test? Like liberals um, go to Rite Aid? It, does, it just doesn't make sense to me because, um, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hayden. I mean, it's it's tough for me to answer this because like obviously I'm not a woman, so it's very it's very difficult. Well, yeah. for, it's very sure. difficult for me to honestly have a real opinion on this. But if, if, if you're asking me to be honest with you, um, I think right age should be accommodating to all people and they're losing a large consumer base because right. a lot of a lot of women are concerned with issues. And I would want my to be honest with you, if I was when I was with my significant other, like I would want her to feel protected, you know, if we were having intercourse or if we were to engage in that, I would want my girlfriend to feel safe where she has a place to go. Um, I don't really the right aids are, you know, we have a lot by my my area. We have CVSs as well. But um, uh, Walgreens, Walgreens, you said, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, so my thing yeah, is, Walgreens, I'll, I'll ask both Walgreens, of you. Walgreens, like, Walgreens you, is a big pharmacy brand. So it's very yeah. concerning to the fact that people aren't necessarily going to be given um, that choice. I'm very pro-choice. I mean, that's that's really I'm, – I'm not pro-life. I'm very pro-choice. But, I mean, to be honest with you, it is scary the fact that these Republicans and a lot of the people that are running this are really taking away a fundamental right for women, in my opinion. No, absolutely. But my thought is, like you said, who knows what is sold and all like literally a Walgreens, a Rite Aid and a CVS are quite literally interchangeable, at least to me. If you're like if if you're a brand loyalist, if you're like a CVS loyalist, like CVS for life, then like definitely let us know at T2Cap. I'm curious. But most people, I feel like will walk into any of those interchangeably with the exception of when they're a prescription. They're all pretty much the same thing they offer medications yes i mean you could get the same you could get the same so why would you take something yeah. out of your store no one even knows it's there like yeah no one exactly knows what's in your store. i didn't it doesn't yeah, make I any mean, sense to me it's, it's just it's a, inviting it's a, a problem ploy. yeah it's, a it's inviting ploy. a problem and for no reason. I, I think it's bad for, i think it's bad for business too it le- leaves the whole consumer base where i you know, like i said people wouldn't even people don't even care enough if, if you know it would be yeah. like 
Well, their their stock's been trending down uh, rather considerably today. Yeah, uh, obviously, we'll have no, to see no, if that continues. Nobody's, nobody's going to want to buy their products because they're because they're losing a large. Right, and they lose a large liberal liberal sector yeah, of their companies. And there's company. two other companies it, it, that do right. the same thing. That's that's right. the other it's, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad for business. That doesn't make any sense know, to me. What, it, it is terrible for business. It doesn't make any but, sense to me. I mean. You're losing California for Walgreens, which California is one of the largest states in America. Right, exactly. One of the, you know, it's doesn't. I mean, it's. I would be curious. Sorry, I would be curious if you can do this. Because that's kind of crazy. I don't know if like that's something, and I don't know. I don't know. So if you do know the answer to this, all those legal experts that keep cropping up on Twitter whenever something big happens, mm-hmm. we see you. Um, I don't believe you, but I do see you. Um, can he even bar Walgreens from doing business in California? I mean, I get if if like the state had business with them, he could pull that. But can he tell a Walgreens they gotta close? I don't know that to me. So it almost feels like there's like three different political well, ploys happening at the same time. Technically he's going, is, I mean, if, if the abortion pills are illegal or plan B is legal in California, technically they're going against the law. So they can probably get something well, on the but, technicality I mean, unlawful, but like giant or uh, giant, that's a Virginia thing where I am, but like stop and shop, they don't sell plan B. They never have. Uh, and they can continue doing business. You know what I mean? So you don't need to sell plan B to be a, a business in California. So it, it, the whole thing, the whole story to me, the fact that it's trending is actually kind of crazy. Like I get the boycott. That's fine. Um, uh, but the fact that it's trending to me is crazy because right now it's a bad business decision. And what could be, and I don't know the truth to this could be a symbolic tweet from the governor are like sucking up the oxygen in the story, uh, which is taking away from the fact that there's going to be 20 states where one of the three major, you know, pharmacies is not providing the service anywhere. That's a, a massive step that people have been very scared of since the I overturn mean, of Roe v. Wade. And it's yeah, here. It's, it's finally here, but it's getting sucked up by the, this, exactly. like this argument between Walgreens, Twitter, and the governor of California. Uh, to me, it's just, it's just such a fascinating story because it doesn't make any sense. Make it make yeah. sense, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. let you guys. We'll go with the uh, is all publicity, good publicity in this one. All right. And um, I think that's, that's, the, the, that's the most important point to take away from this. Is this now going to lead to the true long-term effects after overturning Roe v. Wade last year? Uh, yeah right but anyway so check out the you know tweet cap or productive conversations podcast i'm sure that if walgreens actually gets kicked out of california it'll probably show up on this show once more because <laughs> that would also be incredibly big news uh that yeah. you know a, a state could just tell a company no <laughs> you need to leave um because i mean that would be that'd be all I not awesome. That's not awesome. A lot of people work there and it's not their fault that, you know, Walgreens made this decision. So, you know, I feel bad for Mm -hmm. them, but just to think about the implications of that, the the internet will break, right. If a state can just decide who works there. Uh, I mean, if California can do it, any state can do it. Any state can do it. Can just say, Oh, I don't like this. Can you imagine what won't be allowed in Florida? (laughs) <laughs> everything he'll kick everything out it'll just be churches you 
man, that blogger law that's allegedly yeah. on the table there. You can never criticize the the uh, governor. Could you again. imagine giving that guy specifically the ability to be like, oh, don't like your business very much. You're going to have to go. It, it literally is like a it, it literally crazy. is a drama show on one of these streaming networks. But real. <laughs> It's crazy to me. So I'll be very curious to see where this ends up. Uh, I know I'm laughing and I'm laughing because it's the only thing I know how to do about this because it's also very scary. Um, But it's just crazy to me that this is blown up this way. Obviously, stupid, stupid decision by Walgreens. Uh, But potentially more interesting is, you know, what what happens with this California ban or this shadow ban or how what it looks like, how it's done. And what uh, the rest of the country starts to do about it, because it will change the way, unfortunately, a lot of these folks uh, in politics behave, Uh, probably not for the better. We really feel for our females being affected by this. Any other last minute words, Hayden, did you have on this subject? Um, I mean, it's a tough, like I said, it's a tough subject for me to really speak about, Um, but I do feel like it's a very in terms of the direction this country is going in, it's very scary that, you know, I mean, I feel like Republicans are really taking away basic human rights from a lot of women. And it's very scary to see that in today's today's society. Man, I've always liked the Walgreens ice cream selection, but <laughs> if things have to change. We will make that change. But on to other things. Hayden, I know uh, this subject you'll be very passionate about. I'm very interested in Ryan's take as well. John Morant, a legitimate star in the NBA, had quite the last week and quite the weekend. Last week, he is accused of being a part of an assault on a – he allegedly gets in trouble for beating up people, him and his crew at a mall, Um, and then – We see John Morant on Saturday wave a gun in a strip club in the state of Colorado, which has led to him being suspended. Originally, it was for two games, but I believe he's been suspended indefinitely at the moment. So he can go find peace and walk away and try to uh, fix his issues right now. But we see a player who, from the start, becomes a legitimate star who becomes a legitimate role model i mean the memphis grizzlies were literally a joke for about a decade he comes along and they give them legitimacy as a franchise a lot is riding on john morant and then this happens waving a gun and um he is suspended at the moment and now we have to see where things go so I'll give it to um, Hayden first because you texted me how much you felt about this, and then we'll give it to Ryan. But John Morant, tell me your thoughts on him right now, Hayden. Um, I mean, first of all, the guy's an absolute moron. You're, you're the face of the franchise. You're face of Mem- you're the face of Memphis. People are looking up to you. You're probably in prime to be the next big generational player right after LeBron. And it's I'm just it's infuriating to me. It's absolutely infuriating that this is who how he's representing himself. Life is all about choices, and beat up people. You can have your career gone like this because of the choices you make. And with this guy, it's an absolute joke that that he thinks it's okay to do this stuff. I mean, what do you honestly think is going to happen in a strip club? You're there to get sodas with friends. Like, what do you think? You're a professional athlete. What do you think? 
when you're when you're going into a strip club and then you have a gun like that's even dumber but i mean first of all if i'm being on like a human side he's got to get help like he's got to get counseling he he needs help like he needs help like off off the court and he needs to just he needs to maybe he needs like some treatment or but he needs help the guy needs help honestly that's to be honest with you but i also think it highlights the fact that we have a superstar in the face of the league and lebron that in during the social media era and during all this, this adds to LeBron's greatness, has never gotten in trouble. There's never been a rumor about him, ever, okay? Because Kobe Bryant supposedly raped someone when he was 18, supposedly, but that, that was they, – they, they settled that. But that was – he had a big scandal, Kobe Bryant. Kevin Durant has been linked to adult film stars, okay? He is probably the cleanest, probably outside of Derek Jeter, not even kidding you, the cleanest athlete um probably in the history of sports considering how great he is like nothing no scandals about him nothing has ever came out and this is the age of social media where everyone seems to be getting in trouble for saying something or doing something stupid um it really really highlights the fact that lebron james has been the face of the nba for so long and should continue to be the face of the nba and hopefully one day he can own a team but it's very upsetting that these young generational stars don't really get that they're in the spotlight and that everything you say or do is going to be highlighted on social media. And I honestly think it adds to LeBron's greatness, the fact that he kept himself clean throughout his whole career and really never had any issues. And that's what, why, in my opinion, just adds to his legacy. I don't know if so, you guys see that, but So just the only contrary there with LeBron's criticisms towards maybe some of his stances on things that some people find a bit annoying or overdone, you know, I'm just speaking in general consensus. If some people, you definitely make great points, LeBron, I guess just some people don't like some of his stances sometimes and him oh, yeah. being selective on certain subjects. Like he'll call out, um, you know, he'll call out for social justice issues, which are legitimate. But then we have, of course, the whole NBA in China thing that he mm. kind of yeah, backed no. off on. It's, um, it's really some of the stuff it's, it's different, but in terms of like, he's been, he's had a faithful wife his whole career. He's raised two kids are going to be basketball stars. Um, he's never gotten in trouble with the law. His posse has always been extremely tight. He has Carmelo Anthony, he has Dwayne Wade. Um, like these are people that have really, in my opinion, he surrounded himself with the right people. And that really is important. Um, Stephen A. Smith compares John Morant to Allen Iverson that he had problems with his crew earlier in his career and that he was very loyal to the people around him. But that being said, like, you know, if you're not with the right people, like you have to make a decision. And I mean, I hope John Morant can rebound from this, but it's still very you know, damning. The fact that the NBA really doesn't have a face to the game right now, besides LeBron James, you could argue maybe Giannis or Luca and John Morant was supposedly going to be that guy in terms of his high flying dunks. And just the fact he's made these decisions is sad and it's almost in a way tragic, to be honest. It is a little bit. What do you have to say, Ryan, about the John Morant's so, fiasco? Bit of a sidebar here. A little upset. I had a joke for this, and then I just switched over to the sports tab, and my joke is going to be more like Ja Warrant for his arrest. Uh, and Ja <laughs> Warrant is currently trending. So great minds think alike, but uh, oh, Twitter scooped me on that one. Um, however, I will say that I I don't know as much about him. I mean, I have heard he's an exceptional player, and I, I do know who he is, and he plays for the Grizzlies, and I don't know anyone else who plays for the Grizzlies, right? Um, so that's that's shows you that he is obviously uh, a talented and exceptional player. 
forgive forgive me for my ignorance here. This is the only time something like this has happened, correct? <laughs> yeah. right, like, this maybe is- once or twice. He also okay. assaulted. He also assaulted someone too. So okay, so this is like. Oh, I, wait. Are you talking about it with Ja or no NBA Ja players? specifically? Yeah, I know. Oh, I, know oh, shoot. I thought NBA. you meant. I thought you no. meant. Yeah, you know, I know the NBA occasionally has uh, has has an issue, as do yeah. all major <laughs> sports uh, leagues. But for this particular, you know, Ja Morant, this is his first time, right? This this week was kind of like all of a sudden his his life blew up a little bit. Correct. Correct. And I no, know yeah, there's no indication prior uh, that he would do this. Um, I, th- I think, and again, I don't necessarily know. Maybe there is no, there is a better option, and that individual will kind of become this, you know, face of basketball um, that you that you're talking about, Hayden. But I, I, I'm a big believer in in second chances. I think Kobe is an excellent example. Um, obviously, that is something that followed him. A little bit throughout his career, um, but ultimately, his contribution to the game is what he's most remembered for. I, I think um, certainly what I probably first think about Kobe Bryant, um, and I think that there's every opportunity that this ends the same way. Um, it was a bad week, a really bad week. Some would say that um, can't be understated. Um, <laughs> He uh, deleted all of the social, which could be just because the media blackout, his PR person said, you got to do that. Could also mean he's actually getting help right now. Uh, if it is something that, you know, you need help for, if there's like, he's having an issue. Um, and hopefully if that's the case, then yeah, he's getting help. But I don't know. Um, someone who's a bigger fan may have a, a stronger reaction to this if it feels more like a betrayal. And I think that's totally valid. Uh, but I think one bad week does not a career make. Uh, if he's a star in the making in the NBA, if he's really the future of the NBA, I don't think that this week on its own is going to determine anything other than how his week went. Um, I think that he'll you know, be punished and he'll take his licks, hopefully, and come back stronger right it, you know that, that adversity breeds uh breeds better men so this is definitely some adversity self-inflicted but still and hopefully that's what happens and everyone can go back to to cheering and i know some people won't and that's also valid it happens sometimes you can't separate the talent from the uh the the person who has the talent and is what it is but i think that ultimately this is certainly not the end. Uh, no, I don't believe this is going to. Necessarily you, you do think he can bounce back from this particular? I think I think that people in the NBA have bounced back from worse. I'll, I'll play it that way. I don't want to say whether I think he <laughs> should or he shouldn't, because that's not my place to say. I think that there are people currently playing and previously playing in the NBA who have bounced back from more. Uh, right. Maybe they had less less ways to fall. But they they fell nonetheless, and they managed to rebound. Um, and I think that he can certainly, prob- most certainly, do that if he is genuine. Um, but uh, since I'm not a big Grizzlies fan, I I can't say with any reasonable certainty that I know that he has the ability to do that. Just that it's possible. Yeah, and I think this is also just adding on to Hayden's point about. It seems generationally, it doesn't matter with some of these athletes who are knuckleheads. You know, we've had Brandon Miller this past week, uh, this past couple weeks with the 
you know, awaiting the uh, gun charge and the capital murder case. And he's still playing, even though Bama lost this past weekend. Uh, we have John Moran here. We have, um, I don't know if you saw about last week, Jalen Carter, who's supposed to be a prospect going to the NFL from the University of Georgia, um, who was involved in a street racing incident that led to the death of somebody else. It's just, I don't know, it's just this. And now with more money and power, especially the younger players with the NIL deals, where you could literally be a millionaire by 18 years old, by the time you're 18 years old. So great. And um, I mean, good for them. All right. Make million dollars, but it's crazy to think about that much yeah. money, that young, that the, you know. The great power plus great responsibility becomes more and more relevant, and especially with all this money these players make, it's uh. Yeah, but Uncle Ben died, so what does he know? Right. <laughs> it's too bad. You you just hope that you, it really is a matter about the company you keep, but especially if the all these jaw stories about it's really his entourage and posse influencing him to do such a thing. Again, I need to know more to it, but yeah, there's also the people. Who's this posse with influence over it? Like his father, millionaire. his father also has like gotten into fights with Shannon Sharp. Yeah. I guess. I mean, father, I can see that, but when you got that much money, I feel like no one could, if I had that much money, no one could tell me what I needed to be doing at any given moment. <laughs> Seems to be such a loyal guy, though. I guess, I know, but man. if I had that much money and someone said, hey, do this, I'd be like, if I wanted to, and I suppose, but if I didn't want to do something, I'd be like, no. Why would I do that? Look at look at how much money I have. I could do anything else in the world. Um, so, I mean, listen, I don't, again, I don't know the connections he has with Entourage, if it is family or something to that effect. I could see that being a little bit more difficult, but I don't know. The the the, the blaming it on the, the Entourage, I think, I mean, listen, if he's going to recover from it, that's probably something he should do from a strict PR perspective. Uh, but if we're looking at the actuality, the, the young millionaire, probably doesn't need to listen to anybody that is hanging on and around with him at the strip club probably doesn't need to happen. And I think if anyone sat down and spoke to him candidly, they'd come to the same conclusion that none of the people hanging around him have more influence than he does. He's the one with the platform. He's the one with the talent. He's the one with the money and he should be, if if he's not calling the shots and this is where it's leading him, he should really start exerting that power and that talent and that platform to start calling the shots. Uh, Cause what he's doing now is not working. I agree with that. Clearly. What, what story you have for us next, Ryan? So I was thinking about that. Um, and I think we'll probably use this section as a bit of a teaser for a later podcast, but I know Hayden, also a wrestling fan and mm-hmm. tis the season as matt knows the wrestlemania season so matt i wanted to get your opinion are you excited for wrestlemania and if so why i mean duh it's <laughs> wrestlemania goes hollywood you That's know i think wrestling is in a great place on the mainstream level right now the product is really interesting we're specifically sticking with wwe I think there's just a great mix of legitimate wrestlers and awesome characters that people can really get behind. And also just taking a lot of the parody out, especially that happened with recent years. We're not having a custody battles decided in a wrestling match or um, hey, we, dent- maybe we should, or we're having dentists. Uh, <laughs> we, do have each other we, have, we do have a dentist though in AEW. Very successful. <laughs> um, and the reason well, yes. I bring this up, by the way, is that obviously tonight is Monday. So 
most of the top trending Monday things are related to Raw. Uh, yesterday was AW Revolution, so that was trending all weekend. Um, yeah, this is going to be rest, one of my this stories. This is a big uh, so wrestling we add- Oh, we'll jump right into that then. Onto that, Ryan. Right, so why don't you explain? Is Cody Rhodes going to win the championship at, at WrestleMania? I, I think Cody Rhodes will win it. That's you know, that's a tough one. Um, and I actually mean that. I think Cody Rhodes is going to win it. Uh, I'm a massive Cody fan. Matt knows this. Uh, anyone who listens to our wrestling recaps knows this. But I, I've got a, a nagging feeling in the back of my uh, lizard brain here that's saying they might make him lose that roman might win again uh, i and i'm I, nervous i'm very nervous because like he has like a thousand matches or something wrong. i heard something he's like approaching that. a thousand days as champion but i still that's still like a yeah. hundred and some odd how let's I see what's know, the exact number but let me see you still but, got sammy you can do again you've got jay you can run <sighs> They're probably still hoping The Rock comes back, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, though they should maybe give up on that dream since his last excuse was, I'm not in shape, which is laughable. Um, I don't know. I think I, there's just a little, like, a little quiet voice in the back of my head saying, Mm-mm, not this time. And I think, I think Cody Rhodes is putting in his time. I feel like he's, he's ready. Oh, he's definitely ready. That ready is not like, a question. I, at all, I think, but. I think he's going to win it. I, I do. I hope so. I do hope so. That's that. I think that makes sense. I think thematically it works with everything they've done with all the characters. And I, I love Cody Rhodes. Uh, so, of course, I would love to see Cody win. But I don't know. I've just got a really, I don't know. It's a very weird feeling in the back of my head, but it's there and I can't ignore it. Uh, but I do hope he wins. Can I say right now? So, if, if the theory that some people are bringing online is if Roman Reigns. If they if the WWE allows Roman Reigns to pass a thousand days as champion, the one thousand day would be Friday, June twelve, June second. Mm-hmm. So they have till June second. That would make the thousand day mark. I think the closest pay per view would be or premium live event would be what Money in the Bank. If they really do, you think would, they really, be, would they really yeah, extend it another three months like that, and then they so could lose? You've got Mania backlash. That can be Sammy again or Cody again, if he even shows up to that show. Uh, and then they still have Jay Uso, uh, provided he doesn't reunite with the Bloodline. Provided he stays on the outside as like a third party to bring down the Bloodline. He was the he was the original uh, guy to fight on the to fight the Bloodline before it was the Bloodline. Like he started his feud. His feud with Roman started where we're at now. Uh, and they could absolutely run it back, um, and they should. Frankly, Jay's been incredible, um, but I don't know. That and that's the thing. Like, there's three totally viable challengers. If Kenny Omega shows up or Jay White shows up from free agency, suddenly that's another val- uh, you know actual challenger. Who knows who's going to get some wins at Mania? You know, there's some big matches. Some people could get some some wins that uh, push them into a, a the ability to challenge for the title. I'm thinking perhaps Bray or Bobby Lashley um, in particular. I don't know. I think that it's it's not as crazy as we think it is. Three months is a long time, but it's not as long as the first you know 900 days. <laughs> they did this for uh so you know what it's one drop in the bucket compared to how long he's already been at the top and yeah, right i don't know i don't know i'm getting nervous i'm getting very nervous 
Oh, man. Well, Ryan, um, adding on to this, can you talk about from the other wrestling company, the other huge mainstream wrestling company? AEW. Yes, they had their event last week as well. They had it yesterday on Sunday. You know, the big Brian Danielson versus MJF, Long Island Zone. MJF, he's from Plainview. He's our own. (laughs) But, Ryan, tell us what legitimately happened this was not part of the storyline wrestler did a legit dick move to somebody and it only led to aew's just top stars giving tony khan a headache every single time they go out to do something dumb and not part of the (laughs) storyline either but next to what happens he threw a drink on a fan recently mjf yeah so mjf grabs Grab someone's uh, drink. It was not water. It was reported widely that he dumped water on a child. He dumps tequila on a child. Um, in fairness, I don't think he necessarily knew that, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he did dump Sucks tequila with- on the kid. Um, <laughs> the kid was upset. The mother also very upset. Um, AEW, Understandably so. Yeah, I, I can see it. Um, AEW went out. I, I know that uh, I saw... Re- I think it was Fightful said that there was a um, they gave him a phone finger, like the acclaimed uh, <laughs> scissor phone finger. Forgive um, us. Yeah. Here, they, uh, here's a phone. Finger. I mean, they uh, is, had him go backstage. He is the ultimate heel. He is the heel out of the ring. He's a heel in the ring. Like that's his character. Well, yeah. And he's so always in, in, the, uh, in the press conference afterward, uh, it got brought up. Um, but before then, he did a bit of a spoof sort of thing on the all-out press conference Sam Punk did, uh, where he started eating these pickles the same way Punk did the the muffins, and he kind of quoted Sam Punk about how delicious the pickles were. Um, he Then they were asked about this incident specifically. Uh, he responded that he thought the kid looked thirsty. Um <laughs> Then said, uh, oh Tony Khan then apologized publicly in the press conference to the child, told them that MJF was not acting like a true champion. Uh, but the kid was being, you know, a real champ about the whole situation. And, and uh, they'll see him in Sacramento. He got, I believe, free tickets to the Sacramento show. Uh, and then I believe then MJF responded, calling the kid the uh, salt of the earth and that they're all real worried about him. So, uh, yes, he doesn't break character. <laughs> Um, which some people, I, I, honestly, I would say young guys in particular, which are the majority of AEW's uh, audience, if the ratings are to be believed, they like that. I think he's like the perfect guy for their core audience. Mm-hmm. However, there is a lot of talk of him wanting to move over to WWE. Yeah, I hear that all the time. I That won't fly over there. It's like at all. I don't see... I mean, I can't think of a single star they currently have that could get away with that. Maybe Logan Paul, and that's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, what if they had a Logan yeah, Paul maybe Logan match? Paul. Who would win right. the dragon? Would I have, be I have a question. something else? That would be I something. I have a question about. Uh, I have a question about MJF because I'm hearing reports. I'm hearing different reports. I'm hearing that the divorce of his marriage supposedly may have been staged, like for like ratings or something or for publicity. I, I, I'm, he's getting divorced. That's what I, I got divorced. Heard. He broke he got, off his he got engagement. A divorce. He broke, broke off, off his, his engagement. engagement. I'm actually hearing that's like a ploy to like. I'm supposedly hearing that's fake. I don't really know. I I'm gonna. My friends through who are wrestling fans were saying it's supposedly fake, but. I, I got to hear more about that. So he he used it in a storyline 
uh, it has become a part of this feud with Brian Danielson. Um, doesn't mean it's not real. Uh, I'll just put it that way. They, they've used, especially AEW, have used very real stories. Uh, Jeff Hardy's DUI, most recent DUI, was a story they used not too long ago. Um, William Regal's very real uh, substance abuse issues have been used multiple times, including in this MJF story. Uh, obviously, the Colt Cabana situation with CM Punk has been used on AEW programming. Uh, so just because it was used on TV doesn't mean it is or is not real. I have not seen really anything indicating it isn't real, um, but it doesn't mean it isn't. If it is if it is staged, uh, then they've done a very good job of keeping them separated uh, <laughs> on social because before even for as good as mjf is in his character uh, and he is very good at keeping his character he did have images of him and his fiance uh they, they were you people knew who she was you could see her um and i don't see any images like that going forward uh haven't seen any images like that so i don't know uh, and again you're you're down there in long island you may know better than i do hayden i am uh, supposedly hearing it's a ploy i am hearing that yeah so maybe that's true are I've all people like that. that in long island <laughs> is mjf representative of the oh, mjf is a, is a is mjf is a very big deal in long island Oh, is he perfect though? Is he a representative? Like, does he represent Long Island accurately? Yeah, for us non-Long Islanders. Yeah, he represents okay. Long Island. They're they're all they're all that douchey. I say that that I say that's a bit of an indictment on Long Island. I won't, I won't lie to you. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Final thing it on is. this they're, subject, they're, Ryan. They're, they're, they're Do you think he's going too far, or will he go too far? Will he? I mean, I think he did, uh, but I. I mean, listen, I think he needs to decide what he wants Um, when he was in MLW and now in AEW, this sort of like shtick works. Uh, Yes, you get some flack from people on Twitter, but those are Twitter people. They don't matter. The actual audience still cares. Um, You know, the people who are watching you and are, you know, buying tickets, buying merch, etc. But we saw what happened with Lacey Evans uh, on WWE very recently. Now, she's nowhere near as big a star as MGF is. And can you just tell the audience what happened to her? Yeah, so uh, when she was, uh, she just recently turned heel again. Um, But this time she's a soldier, so... It's different. Anyway, she came down to the ring. Uh, there was a, a fan uh, with a disability at ringside uh, that she, uh, I won't say harassed, but uh, she like grabbed grabbed their sign and was just generally kind of a dick to this specific fan. Uh, and the, the internet got very upset with her, um, and it was it was pretty universal actually that people were upset with her. No one saw it as, you know, being a good, bad guy. No one saw it as building credible, you know, heat toward a future match or anything like that. It was just seen as her being a bit of a jerk and MJF for as big a star as he is in AEW. If he comes to WWE and does even something like that, which, and that was far, far less than what he did. I mean, he, he poured, a drink someone's drink on a child he didn't know there wasn't a plan so he didn't know that woman was this child's mom theoretically he didn't know what was in the glass he grabbed a strange woman's drink and poured it on a strange child like yeah i mean he can make some assumptions they're standing next to each other right but um if he does anything close to that in wwe 
he's he's going to be losing to Otis on Monday mm-hmm. Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown. They'll move him down to NXT to lose to Otis again. Uh, that's, as an example, like he will not have a profitable career. I don't care how talented he is. If WWE doesn't feel they can use him effectively in a top spot, uh, he doesn't have to be Cody Rhodes or Triple H or John Cena, right? Or Roman Reigns, even. He doesn't have to be completely buttoned up. Or, or Miz, another example of someone who's very good at media for WWE. Um, he can be a character guy, like Kevin Owens is always in character uh, for the most part. Um, like he doesn't ever, you know, get very corporate speak. Seth Rollins doesn't get very corporate speak. He's often, you know, cackling at people when he does interviews and doing his crazy little dances. Um, so he doesn't have to drop the act entirely, but he's got to tone it way down if he wants to be a success in WWE. Um, I've watched WWE for a long time. I've covered wrestling for not quite as long, but still enough time that I don't see how last night's MJF will ever see uh, a main event of a WWE pay-per-view. And if he sees one and that's how he behaves, he won't see a second. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. The WWE to right now is what we've, what we've kind of uh, experienced in the shift of our culture, our nation is very politicized. Um, it's very, very PC, much more than it used to be. Like you can't even like curse oh, now. On, it's PG. On, on it's WWE. PG, PG. Yeah, it's, it's extremely PG. And like what AEW wants to do is they're a little bit like uh, you remember ECW with uh, Tommy Dreamer, and where oh, they yeah. would just the, like well, beat the yeah, they, they would ab- they would back to the older they, stuff. They would they would beat the shit out of everyone. They didn't give a fuck. Excuse my language. They they didn't give a fuck what they did. Um, and AEW is kind of trying to emulate that. It's a little bit. I mean, it's a little more toned down than a, a, in ECW because ECW was. You know how crazy ECW was. It was. ECW didn't make any money in it. Yeah, but it was it was very like AEW is kind of trying to emulate that a little bit, like that no like we don't give a fuck attitude. Right. And honestly, that's fine for the spot that they're in. And I think MJF could have a very long and successful career at AEW. Uh, I know he wants to get into acting and I think with the right moves, he could do that directly from AEW. I don't think he needs WWE. Yeah. And like also if he wants that, if it's something he genuinely wants, again, I don't think he needs it to be honest with you, but if he does want WWE on his resume at any point in time, that will have to come with a character change that a lot of his fans aren't going to like. So he should consider that. Like, I also just read something recently, like, um, you know, like what, what AEW does is that it allows for outside opportunities. If you want to act or if you want to do other things outside of of the company. Well, yeah, Um, certainly more free. WWE are under very much tight restrictions under their, their specific mantras and everything. So So loosening those, but yeah. Yeah. You you can't, you, I mean, WWE is very like, you know, no, absolutely. And that's what I mean. I, I don't necessarily know if he should leave. I know a lot of people assume he will. I think I assume he will as well. Um, but seeing him recently, this most recent run as AEW champion, to me, is actually making me think he should stay. Uh, he's a very big deal in AEW. They like him. He fits really well with, again, that kind of grittier, smaller style. Uh, when he has to go full corporate, I don't. I mean, he's talented. So if he wants to, I'm sure he can, um, but I don't know if he wants to. Um, and if he doesn't want to, if he tries to just make the corporate structure of WWE bend to his will, I think he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. All right. So another thing I really wanted to get into, right? 
And we'll talk about some passion here with two Jet fans. <laughs> so we all know the Jets need a quarterback, right? I always need a quarterback. Okay. All oh right. In this, Don't even get me started. In this, where's the Jets? In this edition of what are the Jets going to do? We saw a huge front runner that could be the next quarterback for the New York Jets was Derek Carr. He just signed today with the New Orleans Saints for in a four-year deal. Guaranteed, at least $100 million guaranteed. So Derek Carr is going to the Saints, and that just leaves the Jets a, co- a one of two options. They can either go back with what they have now. They can get they can uh, give Zach Wilson another year, give Mike White, re-sign Mike White and give him another year. They're, they're not giving no, Zach not Wilson that. another year. That's just not happening. And then another big... And then the other big thing that they are begging and pleading at this point, they might go to his house and say, please, you are literally our only hope is for Aaron Rodgers to ask to be traded to the New York Jets. What about Lamar? Um, I mean, they could do because Lamar got the non-exclusive tag. So, like, I believe they the Jets can, like, match that or something. But they would have to give up two firsts to get Lamar, which, I, to be honest with you, I'm all in on Lamar. If you could get Lamar Jackson, like, that's who you got to get. Um, I would like Lamar. That's, that's what I really want. Ideally, but I, I – Tannehill just said I, – I, I thought they were going to get Ryan Tannehill, the Jets. That's what I predicted they were going to originally wind up with. But apparently he's staying in Tennessee. Yes, the um, GM in the Combine said um, – He's on a contract with us. So, yes. So he's, he's going to stay with Tennessee. So, I mean, the best option then would probably be Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G, the guy that people <laughs> love to hate on, but when healthy, he knows how to get his team into. I mean, playoffs. all the guy does is win. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't love the guy, but I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, all Jimmy does is win. So it's like, you know. <laughs> And, you know, I'm hearing the Raiders are targeting Jimmy G. Um, Like, we're going to get fucked out of a quarterback, you know, which is – and I'm – oh, my God, am I tired of this GM. I – I, oh, my God. If you screw up this quarterback again, like this – Jeff, please stop defending him. He's he's, he's been terrible. Like, I can't can't take it anymore. I I really cannot. I can't take this anymore because the the quarterback situation has been so awful throughout this guy's tenure. Yes, and I guess the big question to ask is, do you think Aaron Rodgers is the type of person who will wake up and say, you know what, why don't I stir the pot a little bit? Why don't I go to New York and play for the Jets? That's where I see things going for me. I am going to change the New York Jets franchise. Now, I do think Aaron Rodgers is crazy enough of a person to actually have those thoughts, (laughs) but again, he has $60 million waiting for him in Green Bay, and then you can make the argument: Is Green Bay, uh, is Green Bay closer to a title than the Jets? Are the Jets closer to a title than Green Bay? I guess theoretically, the Jets are with a very young and stellar defense. But again, they're the Jets, and literally, no matter how hard you pray, no matter how many ritual dances you do, no matter. What you do to try to bring some luck to this one franchise, it just doesn't work. And this literally could be the guy who turns this team and franchise from zeros to possible heroes. And um, you're waiting to get in the playoffs for the first time since uh, 2010. It's been 13 years. It has, hasn't it? And again, 
is Aaron Rodgers um, crazy enough of a person to want to go there? I was going to say no until you I don't did think that. Go until you, I don't think he is either. But until you did that intro, I was like, oh, why would he go to the Jets? And I know you're like, which team is closer? I don't know if it honestly, I don't know if the Jets are so much closer that it makes sense for Aaron Rodgers to leave. Um, but then you described it the way you described it. Is he crazy enough to stir the pot? And actually, the answer is yes. If there's any one quarterback I can think of who just be like, oh, no, I'm a Jet now, uh, it would be Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He's the only one I can think of, actually, who just be like, yeah, no, actually, I'm going to be a New York Jet this season. Um, just because. Just because, exactly. Um, and, it, I mean, he's got a wacky, you know, character. And I think New York likes a, a good character. Um, so I was going to say no, and I, I still think that ultimately will be no, but to answer your very specific question, is he crazy enough to just be a jet? Yes. Yes. I do think he is crazy enough to just say, Oh yeah, I'd like to be a jet next season. Uh, and not even fully understand why, um, just, you know, decide that that's what he wants to do. Um, yeah, I agree by the way, Hayden, and I'm not certainly probably not as up on all of it as you are. I'm just going to throw that out there, but my entire fandom, we've, I feel like we've been searching for a quarterback. Um, we do it every, I feel like we do it every year. We're searching. for, every year. Every And year. so I don't know how long it should take to find the right quarterback, but I feel like 13 years is a long time. Uh, <laughs> just a long time. my personal, my personal thought. And you can make the argument that the quarterback we had 13 years ago also really wasn't the right guy. It just kind of worked out for Mark us that Sanchez. season. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think all evidence points that Mark Sanchez, not an elite caliber quarterback. Um, Though he did better when he left, like Gino has. Um, but anyway, uh, I just, yeah, I don't know how long it should take to find the starting quarterback for a professional football team, but 13 years feels... I mean, it's not even a quarterback. It's just you haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. Like, that's just... Ridiculous. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm using... I'm kind of using that time frame interchangeably. Uh, yes, you could, like I said, you could make the playoffs. And, you know, this, this GM is being lauded as, as as the greatest GM of all time, and they haven't made the playoffs in five years. They're 20 and 46. Like, what are we What are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, I Yes, I don't know how long it takes to to build your, your team, but I feel like having a good... The, the right quarterback should have happened a long time ago. Um, and it hasn't. So... I'm often the first one to say, I don't know if the quarterback is always the, the the piece that the Jets are missing. I mean, they are, but sometimes I wonder if we spend too much time on that and not enough time, but now we have a, a solid defense, right? So it's, or, you know, or a potentially solid defense. And so I don't, I, I think we, you know, we're seeing a similar kind of build to the last time the Jets were semi-successful with, you know, a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just need someone who, who's competent, uh, on the offensive side of the ball to, to get the plays going. And so I think this, you know, now specifically, we very much are at that phase, you know, we are at the phase where the offensive side of the ball is the problem. Right. And a quarterback is the the big playmaker and we have not had one in quite some time. And that does feel like an issue that needs to be resolved. And if the people in charge of resolving it are not capable, then perhaps someone else should be tasked with resolving it going forward. Right. And you can't blame Derek Carr for going to the money and getting signed. And he knows, we all know everybody who follows the NFL knows, listen, they just want Derek Carr, but they want 
Aaron Rodgers. They, they want you want this girl, but you know you might have a chance at somebody who looks even <laughs> better. I mean, it literally is a perfect example. It is a perfect. It is a perfect example. And this hotter girl is luring you and taking too long. He's like, you know what? She doesn't really like me, so let me go to the person who actually does. Mm. And and there you go. Yeah, and you know what? He's got to do his best for his career too. The money is right. This he obviously feels the team is right. You can't. You can never uh, be mad at someone for doing right by them in their career. Uh, that's what it's all about. So I don't. I don't have any ill will toward Derek Carr. Yeah, and at the end of the day, no, you especially gotta be wanted. for, especially be wanted. for um, you know, this could be a knock on Douglas. If they wanted him, they would have signed him already. Heck, they would have made this deal weeks ago, but. <laughs> We know the underlying theme and uh, typical Jets, and we'll we'll ultimately see where um, Rogers is going. But he knows he has everybody in the palm of his hands, and he just keep playing around. Anyone knows one last thing on Rogers? Hands. I just love talking about that guy. Um, I heard two weeks ago, comedian Burt Kreischer. Part of my take talks about hanging out with Aaron Rodgers and he just simply <laughs> says, you know, Aaron Rodgers just has so many secrets. He is the best person uh-huh. to hang out. He's just an awesome hang. You know, I just keep talking with him. He's like, is he drinking truth serum? And of course he wouldn't admit what are these secrets are, but that's mm-hmm. just the type of guy he is. Just bundled up with just it doesn't look like he just has so much content. Yeah, and I don't know what happened there. Like not, not what happened. He just, he feel, feel like he did a 180. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, he really like up until a few years ago, he was a relatively normal guy. He seemed like it, right? But and, and I think one person I mean, made the well, then he, he was never really normal. He, he, he dated Shailene Woodley and decided to have a separate COVID remedy, which wasn't even legal. It was a whole thing. I guess yeah, that's the point. So did, after he dated her, it seemed that things were starting yeah, to twist. That's what happened. <laughs> but you know, some person also made the point. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is just so rich; he's just a bored dude and just wants to see what can I, you know, what, what Honestly, can I, what that's can what I make Jets, people think? That's what the Jets need now. A bored dude is like, ah, uh, sure, why not? Exactly. It that's can't why. Hurt. That's why I think he is crazy enough to do it, and we'll ultimately see what's going on in that sense. <clears throat> Ryan, do you have any other stories to share? I have a couple more. If you don't, I'm pulling uh, out. Okay, so a few things. Did you guys see the show and ultimately the movie? Did you grow up with a movie called Scooby-Doo? Uh, yes, I know a little bit about that. Only a little bit about it, Hayden? Yeah, I know I know a decent amount. <laughs> did you watch Scooby-Doo growing up? No. Oh, man. Well, Hayden is three years younger than us, Ryan. Okay. But, um Anyway, Scooby-Doo, grow up, amazing show. You watched the movie. So Freddie mm-hmm. Prince, who played Freddie or Fred, Fred he yeah. goes on a Barstool podcast pretty much just talking about his past experiences, disagree with the studio and stuff. And um, he talked about the original vision of what the Scooby-Doo, the original live action Scooby-Doo feature where, you know, where they go on that island in Australia yeah, and stuff. yeah. <laughs> Bro, you know, when I was a kid and I went to the movies, maybe we even went to the movies and saw it, Ryan. We may have seen um, that together, yeah. <laughs> but I really look, I mean, I still watch the movie and like it, but it was, it's a bad movie. But, oh, yeah. you know, as a kid, you don't know. But anyways, I bring it up because allegedly he talked about how it was a much dirtier movie, how it was, like, they were pushing the boundaries, like Daphne and... um 
Velma getting it on in the movie, um, legitimate pot references. I mean, <laughs> they had always would twist it around. I mean, Shaggy's and, always been a stoner. That's the character. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, you know, when you watch it as a kid, you just think he's right. funny. And then he's there's, hungry. There's a, he's just hungry. There's a hilarious line. He's like, oh, man, let's get toasted. <laughs> and it and it's literally them eating toast. toast. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, and they switch it up and they do make it more kid friendly. But yeah. can you imagine an alternate world watching it? You go to the movies and you just see these adult themed cartoons. And I guess, you know, you look back and there's all these Easter eggs of adult of our show childhood shows with adult references, SpongeBob mm-hmm. Bikini Bottom. There you go. Yeah. Is another, for example, but do you guys think it's better to have these shows with the adult references now, or just go as innocent as you can be? No, just go as innocent as you could be. Like that's supposed to be an innocent show. Like let's not make it into something. It's not like I, I, I think it's a little. It gets like, tough though, because who, who you? It depends who you're making the movie for, right? If you're making the movie for kids, yeah, hundred percent. But if you're making the movie for like me and Matt, if like we grew up watching a Scooby Doo, right? And now they're making a new one, but they're not really interested in showing it, like just showing it to children. They want to get the kids who watched the original Scooby Doo to watch. And then maybe you throw in a little bit more, but it shouldn't be raunchy. I mean, if that's true, like, I, I don't see like any the new world. Velma show. I don't know if you saw it. I haven't Max. seen it. So don't I don't watch know. it. It's one of the worst shows I've ever yeah, seen. I don't know if life. it's good or if it's bad. I don't know if it's raunchy, it's, but it, it, it's all of that. And it's, it's God awful. Oh, good to know. I did. I did hear that they had Don Knotts, like the character Don Knotts return. Yeah. Um, but he yeah. doesn't sound like Don Knotts, which no. is kind of weird. Um, because Don Knotts is a real person who had a certain <laughs> voice. He was a guest star in Stewie, he was not an original character. Uh, but whatever. Um, also I'll say this that uh, with within reason, if you're trying to make something that crosses generations, if you want people like if you want young parents to enjoy it with their new kids, then yes, within reason you can add something a, a little bit cheeky, right? A little cheeky. Like when they do Toy Story Five. Which, by the way, is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, hopefully, don't make that, make that too cheeky. No, but um, but like, where do you take this story from there? Toy Story Five. Like, literally, there's nothing else you could add to your arc. Yeah, Lotso's gonna do the Infinity Snap. He's coming back. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. So, did you guys see Jake Gyllenhaal join yes, the UFC I did. this past Jake weekend? Jake fighting UFC. Yes, I did. Guys, so yes, he is filming the Roadhouse, Roadhouse <laughs> remake. And for have you have you guys seen the original Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Swayze yeah. um, I haven't seen enough of it, but I saw a little bit. Which is awesome. Even the, there was no UFC. I mean, I guess there was fighting, but no UFC aspect to it. So. Oh yeah, I'm curious to see how they put UFC into this. To be honest <laughs> with you, because uh, it's not. Yeah, there's fighting in it. There's fight like fights happen in the Roadhouse movie, but I don't, I can't think of how it becomes a, a UFC match. Yeah, well, so that's why we'll see where it yeah. goes. But ultimately, yes, Jake Gyllenhaal shot a weigh-in at the recent mm-hmm. UFC event that took place this past weekend. He shot a weigh-in and then he shot an actual match. And at 44 years old, he's as ripped as an Adonis. So. It, clearly, him and combat sports go hand in hand. If you've seen him in uh, Southpaw, he was mm-hmm. insanely ripped. And then now we have Jake Gyllenhaal in this. Yeah, I like Southpaw. That was a good movie. And, and then we have um, so Roadhouse is starring him and Conor McGregor. 
And um, yeah, so we see Jake Gyllenhaal kicking some ass to take a name for a squash match in the UFC. But what do you guys think of this whole thing? Beautiful flying knee. Like legitimately? Or? Unbelievable. I didn't think so. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to get hit by that. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Did- I mean, I don't know what they're like. I don't know if they choreographed it. I couldn't get a great angle from what I saw, so I couldn't tell how many of those. And that were. was it's... him, yeah. The the little clips. Oh I no, is that him? him? I just don't know. I don't know if the hit how hit. I don't know how staged all the hits were. Um, but again, form. I thought he looked good. Looked like he was hitting him. Um, he looked, he looked pretty like good. He, he took... made that. He made that look pretty convincing. Yeah, and he he took those uh, those uh, those punches against the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, clearly there was a line of dialogue being delivered because it was definitely it looked like that. There was like punch, punch, pause, punch, punch, and then he punched <laughs> back out. Uh, so there's clearly a line of dialogue or two that had to go into that that portion of the fight. Um, but yeah, I thought he looked great. Um, f- again, within reason. I'm not suggesting he gives combat sports a try, but um, I thought he looked great, and I'm excited to see how they put UFC in a roadhouse. I am, yeah, genuine. And um, yeah, I mean this this has got to be this is gonna be a fun movie. And Roadhouse is a fun. It's just a fun movie. You don't need any brain cells with it. No, it's just a good fun movie. And we'll see if the uh, sequel lives up to the hype. Is it a sequel then, or a remake? Sorry, the uh, remake. Okay, or reboot. So yeah, reboot, that's actually yeah. a reboot. I don't mind seeing. Gotcha. <laughs> And uh, my final story for now, guys, I have this. This past weekend, it only took a full year, but Chris Rock finally commented on the Will Smith slap. So the story goes that he did a live Netflix special on Saturday night. And I actually saw the whole thing. Well, I saw I didn't see it live, but I just watched it the day after. It was really funny. I thought it was good, (laughs) but he really didn't comment on will smith till about the last 10 minutes whether that's a brilliant move on his part or not and the big thing there's just some funny quotes to really mention here and at the end of the day it's just like the vibe i got is like why is he just mad at me took all this frustration out on me like here are some of the um the quotes you know, I normally wouldn't talk about this shit, but for some reason, these people put this shit on the Internet. And um, I have no idea why two talented people would do something flat fucking low down. I mean, what the fuck? Referring to his affair, you know, mm-hmm. he mentions the affair. I like, didn't hear about why are you either. worrying about this when, you know, your wife you're fucking your yeah, with your friend, with your son's friend. She hurt him more than he hurt me, Chris Rock said. And, uh, you know. And he said in this quote, everybody called Will Smith the bitch. And who did he hit? Me. And um, basically, I've actually seen mixed reviews. Some people are now go to Will Smith's side after this. Sometimes some people felt he harped on it too much or he was taking advantage of the moment. I mean, after this whole thing went down and um, it is worth seeing, even if you just want to see those last 10 minutes on Netflix. But now that this, I guess, closes a door on it, the Oscars are this this weekend as well, so we'll see if there's any mention or reference there. But after what happened and after Chris Rock harps on Will Smith, like, you know, woe is me type of stuff, but 
whatever. Are you on Chris Rock's side still? Or are you more for Will Smith and you support the uh, slap herd around the world? Um, I mean, I am all for Chris. I'm all for Chris Rock. You obviously can't do that to someone. He didn't make a joke that was, you know, so awful. He made a, a GI Jane joke. It wasn't you know, it wasn't really that bad of a joke to be honest. But I mean, because he he took it as because she has alopecia, which is like a the gen, degenerative hair disease. Like he got really upset by it, and it. it it didn't really need to get to that point. Like you obviously can't slap someone like on, on, uh, on, uh, on national television. Can't do that. So. I think this is giving me big full circle, Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez vibes. I don't know why. We are talking about this. Oh, it's a little, it's a little different than that. In 2023, uh, yes and no. I don't see why we're talking about it. Um, and I think that, by the way, is why we're starting to see the shift away from, you know, full support of Chris Rock. I think that that's genuinely the issue that uh, Chris Rock is experiencing now. Is it happened? You know, we all learn at a young age that, you know, hitting people is not okay. You're not supposed to do that when you're upset. Um, And so that's why everyone was sided with Chris Rock right away. Uh, And now, you know, we're back. We're talking about it again. And at this point, I think everyone is like, all right, we're done. None of us care, really. Like, let's we can say we care. If, if, if it makes everyone feel better, but no one actually cares that it happened. It was a, a rich guy slapping a slightly less rich guy for making a joke about the richer guy's wife on television. It was, it's such a, a, a bizarro thing that happened. It's like an oddity and a curiosity. I feel like it's not anything that anyone wants to talk about a year on uh, a year plus on. So I just I think that it was a little too little too late and I get it takes time to put together a comedy special. Um, but it, it was weird that he included it at all because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I think that moment has passed. People were interested and he took the high road at the time and he didn't really comment on it. And I thought that was actually very good of him. He was like, listen, it happened. He knows what he did. We, we all know, we all saw it. We all know what, you know, what was the right way to handle it and what was not. And he didn't talk about it. And now all of a sudden we're t- right again, right around the Oscars again, we're talking about it again. Uh, it just, it reeks of trying to, again, spark conversation right. online. And I think that's why this time around people are like, all right, dude, get over it. Uh, whereas before they were not, you know, I think everybody was like, yeah, you can't hit people. I think that was the genuine sentiment from like 90% of people on Twitter when it happened. Like you can't just hit people on TV or ever, but certainly not on TV. And now we're talking about it again. And they're like, all right, get over it. <laughs> he hit you. It's done. He didn't hit you that hard. Like it's done. You know what I mean? I think that's where people are at now, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Um, but I think that's where people are at now with the story again, like the Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez thing where a lot of people are like, ah, why do we care that these two girls are mad about Justin Bieber still? Um, same. That's where, I mean, it's the same concept, obviously very different in terms of what they're fighting about, but same concept in that it's well past its sell by date in terms of being an interesting, like human interest story for people to consume online. And I think that's why people have given him mixed reviews on 
that that content specifically. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, yeah, I guess it is just to get over it, dude. And yeah, I am, I am with you on that. You know, it, it needs to be it needs to be over at this point. And he messed up one of his own jokes. Oh, he he basically was saying, you know, you know, the movie Concussion Will Smith was in. Yes. Phenomenal movie with Albert Brooks was in that too. Uh, Alec Baldwin had a big role in that. Great yes. movie. So he made, connected. He was basically making the joke that he gave him a concussion, but he said Emancipation instead, which is the movie he just released on Apple TV Plus this past winter. And he's like, damn, I messed up my own joke. Oh, that's mean, not a sign <laughs> to get over it. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, since even we were you, talking even about you the Oscars, it. since we were talking about the Oscars, how was the Batman not nominated for anything? I thought that was a phenomenal movie with Robert Pattinson. I thought it was the Batman with. The, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was phenomenal. I can't believe that didn't get nominated. Yeah, it's a Batman well, movie. They don't nominate those usually. Yeah, just remember who's voting. Who's I mean, it's up all politicized. Movie. It's all politicized because that was. I actually would have. Considered voting for Robert Patterson, Pattinson as one of the best actors, but I mean they're probably going to give it to uh, Austin Butler for Elvis, rightfully so. To be honest with you, he deserves that. Think so. Think so. Did, did he get nominated for that uh, in Elvis? Austin Butler. He actually did get an Oscar nomination. So I your mean, pick is is really, Austin Butler. I think he was phenomenal in that. To be honest with you, if I thinking he or Brandon Fraser in the Whale was really good, I saw that. Yeah, I think so Brandon Fraser's getting that, and I think, yeah, I think Brandon Fraser will probably win it for the whale. Yeah, because he had to put on a fat suit, and it was, it was a, uh, yeah, that was a tough movie to watch. I just sat through that. It was, it was, it was a hard movie to watch. And if there's any inkling that usually, so basically, you know how they have, um, it's a war season for movies. Even though I think this award season's a little weaker. Um, uh, it was better than last year's. It, it's better than last year's with King Richard. King Richard winning it last year was one of the most. King Richard, it was, you're uh, talking about with him winning that Oscar. Yeah, that was it. I, I mean, it was a good movie, but it wasn't worthy of a of an Oscar in my opinion. I thought that was a really weak Oscars this year. You have a couple of good ones with Brandon yeah, well, Fraser and the Whale. Yeah, um, well, King um, Richard, the big one was Will Smith winning there. The the movie Coda, yeah, I mean, picture. Was, I mean, he was good. He was good, Will Smith. But like, I, I to me, it wasn't like you know, unbelievable. I, I thought he was better. I thought he was better in Concussion, honestly. If, if you're asking me to be honest. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I was saying. So they have the award shows, and then they have like each individual award shows. You know, best the Screen Actors Guild, and, they and then you got like the uh, you got best supporting actor too, and. Yeah, first of all, everything everywhere all at once is going to sweep it. I really think they're going to win every single award. And if you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Which film? Ooh, high praise. Which film? It really is everything everywhere all at once. It really made me think about life which, and I looked uh, at life a little which, differently. Which movie? Everything everywhere all at once. I think they're nominated for 14 Oscars. And I really yeah. think they're going to win 13 of them because they have a couple of the actors are there's a couple actors nominated in the same category. You can't give both. Right. Yeah. But um, it's that it's that profound of a movie. I think it really makes you think about your life a lot differently. And I think every single filmmaking aspect is highlighted strongly from the acting, directing, the score, the visual effects. I mean, it's they original, put, too, which is kind of cool. Did you see it yet, Ryan? I have seen 
I've seen it. I, I have not. I have seen it. I've not yet, actually so watched I, all of it. I started it and it was like during work, so I, I have. Oh, you'll, you'll, I haven't yeah. seen it. Also, I'll, I'll take it, a look at it, it. It is worth renting the movie, like the few yeah, four dollars. But and it, what it's I saw Showtime. was time. Cool. Yeah, what I saw again, very cool. I, I saw it on Showtime because I have Showtime. Um, what I saw was very cool, and again, <laughs> I, I like that it's an original story. Like, yeah, that is cool because a lot of times, a lot of movies are. I mean, even like again, a movie like Elvis, uh, original person. But is yeah, only as original as Elvis. Like that movie. Tom Hanks had a phenomenal role in that movie too with Elvis. Really? I think so. I've heard people a lot of people didn't like him. They you felt like I thought he had a great role. I, I thought, thought he did, I thought he'd be fine. But I thought he like the great. accent. I thought he sounded like uh like I Colonel think, Parker. I think but. he I think it would have been easier for you to take Colonel Parker seriously if it wasn't some bad makeup from Tom Hanks there. Could be. I, I mean he does sound like that. Colonel Parker oh, yeah, does yeah. sound like an idiot. And so you know, only so much he can do to not look like a goofball. He's an inherently goofy character. Uh, but yeah. And then I think just everything everyone at once is just worth every penny it gets. And, and I mean, I've never seen a movie combine genres so well mm-hmm. and so seamlessly. It's a Kung Fu sci-fi drama comedy all yeah. in a one with one. Of, and you talk about the, 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 uh, the comeback stories, if Brendan Fraser wins a Best Actor award, and then you have, um, and please forgive me, but we have Short Round uh, coming back for his his thirty year comeback, mm-hmm. and Ki Hu Kwan is a favorite to win the Best Supporting Actor. I mean, it doesn't uh-huh. get any better than that. And I think Sandra, um, and I think Michelle Yeoh mm-hmm. will win for Best Actress, and. Um, you might even see Jamie Lee Curtis win a Best Supporting Actor. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. He shared characters as a terrible IRS agent. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I said, just if there's anything to take away, everything everywhere all at once is a profound movie that will change you. And I, and I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I gonna really, uh, I'm gonna take a look at that. Yes, and and I I want to say that as seriously as I can that 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 that's how well of a movie it is. So hopefully you all believe me and see the future brings. So with that tweet cap comes to an end. I want to thank Hayden Allen and Ryan page for their stellar takes. And I can't wait to see where all these stories, you know, a lot of these stories are to be continued. So we have to check in in a couple weeks to see what actually comes true or not. So good stuff ahead. All right. We'll see you later. All right, don't forget to check out Hayden on the Sell the Score podcast and then the Ryan on TT Tweet Cap and uh, Twitter. So we'll see you guys soon. All right, thanks for having us, Matt. Great job, Ryan and Hayden. You guys always bring a lot to this show, and we appreciate you for it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter, at ProdcomaPod. We're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. So we will see you here on Thursday as we preview the Oscars. We did a very small teaser preview, but we'll get more in-depth with it this Thursday. And we're bringing back our buddy Chris Bailey to talk all things Oscars. So that's going to be a great time, and I'm looking forward to that. And then next week is a very big week. We have the Oscars reaction. We have the March Madness preview. 
We got a little NBA going all next week as well. As I said, the month of March is going to be a busy one for this show. So let us keep on keeping on and bring some fire to this amazing community known as the Productive Nation. And we appreciate all the listeners and fans of this show. And we just want to keep providing that great content for you. So I will see you at the end of the week. Everybody have a great middle part of your week and make some big moves and big impacts. And I will see you on Thursday. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And I want to thank Hayden Nadler, Ryan Page, and Alex DeJesus for their contributions to the show. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always making this possible and for all your amazing support. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'll see you on Thursday. Much love, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some...